the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and our number two is underway now at nine minutes past ten o'clock on this free for all Friday, the eighteenth morning of the first month of the year of our Lord, twenty nineteen. Today is a very special day for the forty-sixth consecutive year. Thousands upon thousands of Americans are gathering together to support and defend life. Organizers say the forty-sixth annual March for Life will go on as planned, regardless of the partial government shutdown. The march, done as a protest of abortion, is set for today at noon. The event is usually planned on or around the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, the 1973 Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion. Counter-protesters are expected at the event, and a warning on the March for Life website tells participants not to engage with them. And that is something that I am absolutely certain they will not be doing because they are all about peace. They are not about confrontation. They are all about uh, supporting and defending life, and the message they want to send to our leaders in uh, government is all about that. I promised a very special gift guest uh, here at the top of the hour, live from the March for Life. Now, when I say special guest, I really meant special in every sense of the word. I'm not talking to the president. I'm not talking to members of Congress today. I'm not talking to senators. I'm not talking to a Supreme Court justice. When I say special, I mean really special. I'm talking to my daughter. Jaden France is a senior at Elyria Catholic High School. She was part of a very large and very long bus ride, large uh, contingent of bus riders who made the trip from uh, Northeast Ohio to Washington, D.C. overnight and is there ready to march in support of uh, um, children's rights, uh, the rights of the unborn. And Jaden France is our guest. Jaden, good morning. How are you, my sweet? Uh, good morning. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Going on a, only a few hours of sleep. We're pretty good. Uh, Jaden, tell me how tired you guys have to be now. You guys, uh, we dropped you off at the school, of course, last night around 745, and your bus took off around 8. You got there in the wee hours of the morning. You guys have to be exhausted. 
oh, yeah, everyone here is really going on two, maybe three hours of sleep, but you can't tell it in the slightest. It's just electric here. Well tell, well, tell me about that atmosphere. You say that it's electric. Tell me, tell me what you and your friends have have talked about. I mean, is it just kind of a field trip, road trip type atmosphere, or do you guys talk about the reason you're going down today and the reason you are in Washington D.C. right now? Oh no, it's, you can definitely tell every single person that here that's here is not by any means here just for the road trip or just to go to Washington D.C. or get out of school. It really is because everyone wants to be here for a reason. On our way down here, we were um, praying the rosary. Everyone knows exactly why they're here. And coming into the Basilica, where we just had mass um, in celebration of this pro-life movement, um, you could just see the passion in everyone's eyes, not just here at EC, but with everyone else who is here. Everyone is here for the same reason. And it's really something amazing to be a part of, knowing that everyone is here, not just for the field trip, but because they believe exactly what you do. Jaden, I'm so proud of, of of all of you guys, but also of Illyria Catholic and of Campus Ministry there because they're the ones who organize this, and uh, and they've been sending a busload of students down for a long time now. What does it mean to you to be in the company of people like this, so many people who support life, and to be at a school that is so committed to this very important? You know, it's it's a Catholic doctrine, obviously, to believe that life begins at conception, and and that you know it deserves to be protected, but it's also just a personal thing that so many feel. Yeah, it really is amazing here. It's a really um, comforting feeling to know that you're surrounded by so many people who really feel the way feel the way that you do and feel so strongly as you do. We all share the same beliefs here that um, abortion is indeed murder, and that's something that we all feel um, should be treated the exact same. And that's something that everyone is down here to try to change, to try to um, fix, just to try to support, just to try to change the hearts of um, those who do not feel that way. And it's something that's really amazing to feel that you're not alone you're not alienated in the slightest everyone is here together we are all one large community whether it's dc or whether it's this entire community who's surrounded us all today uh, we are talking with uh, a special guest reporter from Washington, D.C. this morning, my daughter, Jaden France, who is at this um, uh, March for Life with a lot of her classmates. They're on a bus right now, so if you hear a little bit of uh, noise in the background, that's what you're hearing is a bunch of kids who probably don't know she's doing a radio interview right now. Jaden, uh, Jaden, um, what, what message do you guys want to send? to, you know, you're in D.C. for a reason, because that's the center of government. Um, you're sending a message, you're going to march to the Supreme Court, from the Capitol to the Supreme Court. What message do you guys want to send to the elected officials of this country and to the Supreme Court justices about protecting unborn children? We really want to show them that there is a lot of us here. There is a lot of us who feel this way. There are hundreds of thousands of people here all trying to support this same cause. This is a large group of us here that is part of this population, and we elected these officials and um, we brought them into office because we trust them and we trust them to make the right decisions and to do what is best um, for our people. And we believe that this is what is best and that is what we are here trying to show them, trying to change their hearts. And that is something that we really hope to accomplish today. That is such a great point. Um, it is about changing their hearts. It is about maybe, maybe helping them to find their hearts because uh, that, that is what this is all about, a recognition and a belief that all life deserves to be protected, and that's something you have to feel in your heart. Uh, uh, Jaden, is there anything in particular? I mean, obviously, you guys have had a lot already. You had a big mass. Can you give me a little rundown of what you've experienced since you arrived in D.C.? Yeah, well, we got here at about 3 a.m., so that was really exciting. Um, so we all kind of had a stop, quick stop for breakfast, be able to stretch our legs because we've been on this bus for the past six hours or so. And um, when we finally got to the Basilica, any kind of sleepy eyes or anyone being tired kind of completely flushed away. Everyone was just uh, mesmerized by the beauty of this church. It was incredible. And walking into uh, the church with so many other people, it was overwhelming, but it was really, truly amazing. to see. Not, there were so many people that 
the, uh, the pews could not even fill. There are people kneeling on the floor. There are people backs against the walls. It's all coming to support this cause. And that was something that was really humbling to be part of because, you know, you're part of something that's so much bigger than yourself. And that was something that I was really proud to be a part of today. And now we are currently on the bus, like you said, um, to go down to that march right now. So everyone is really excited here on this bus. That's why it's probably pretty loud because everyone can't wait to get down there and start the march. Yeah, I know. I do hear the excitement and a lot of their voices, and I hear some kids laughing and having fun in the background. And, and I love what you just said um, because it is it is about being bigger than yourself. And uh, and I can only imagine what the atmosphere was like in that church. Now that you're going to the march, obviously there is a ton of events today. There are a ton of events. There's going to be a lot of speakers and other things going on. Is there anything you're you're looking forward to in particular more than the other things? Is there any one highlight you're looking for, or is it just soaking it all in? Well, of course, soaking it all in is something that's really exciting for me. This is my first time being a part of this, and that's all, that's amazing in itself. Um, but I am really looking forward to listening to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece speak today, um, especially with MLKJ being this Monday. That's something I really can't wait to see and um, hear, which is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime experience for me. So I really can't wait for that to happen. She is amazing. Dr. Alveda King is uh, is the niece, and she is amazing. She is one of the, the list of speakers at the March for Life today, uh, and I can see that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I really can't wait to hear what she has to say as well. There's a lot of great speakers there, but she is so uh, profound and passionate when it comes to this. Um, well, Jaden, listen, I, I can't tell you how proud I am of you and all of the Illyria Catholic students, the Illyria Catholic administration, the Illyria Catholic campus ministry, and everybody else for sending the contingent of supporters down there to defend life and to march for life. That's literally what this is. I hope you have a very great day today. Be safe. Be smart. Everybody, um, you know, we're praying for you guys because you guys are there doing God's work, honestly, and we're praying for you, and I thank you so much for that. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Jaden. That's Jaden France, and yes, the name is uh, is it should be recognizable. That's my daughter. She is a senior at Elyria Catholic High School, and she is part of a contingent of students that, as you heard, they arrived at D.C. at 3 o'clock this morning, got a little breakfast, stretched their legs, and then went to a long mass at the National Basilica. Uh, where they prayed and um, uh, and 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 asked God and continue to uh, to protect the lives of the unborn and to find the hearts and the minds of the elected officials who control that uh, that decision um, and and that ability to protect the unborn. It's a, such an important thing. Um, according to media reports, they're expecting roughly. A uh, hundred thousand or more. Uh, it's going to be in the in the in the six digits. A hundred thousand or more marchers today, despite the weather, despite the you know snowstorm that is coming for uh, most of um, uh, central or the central United States and uh, the Midwest where we are, and and up into the Northeast, and yes, including Washington D.C. There's a lot of uh, bad weather coming, but over a hundred thousand people are expected to be coming from all different parts of the country descending upon D.C. to be a part of this. And Elyria Catholic, like I said, just um, one small part of that, but it's something that I'm very, very proud of. I'm proud of my alma mater for doing, and I'm proud of my daughter for being a big part of this. All right, um, it's 1018. We'll take a quick time out and come right back. If you want to talk about that, or if you want to go back to the shutdown, you want to go back to the border issues, you want to go back to the Russia issues, you want to go back to the Michael Cohen issues, we got a lot of other things we can talk about, too. Free for all Friday. Phone lines are yours. Now, 216-901-0945, Right back. On AM 1420, The Answer. Life 
1023, now the Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer. I uh, really, really uh, enjoyed that conversation. I always enjoy conversations with my daughter, but this boy really was. I told her I really wanted to get a feel for what was going on there as if she wasn't on the spot reporter. She's 17. She's not a professional broadcaster or a professional reporter. Um, but I wanted her to do her best, and I, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, 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 giving that, I'm giving that home run status because that's exactly what I wanted to hear, and I wanted to feel what was going on there. It's such an important thing for our young people to do. I guess, you know, because every time we talk about, every time we talk about young people today, millennials or these youngsters in my daughter's uh, generation, they're kind of Generation Z. I think that's what they call them now. We had, uh, you know, the boomers followed by, uh, you know, Generation Xers followed by uh, the millennials. And now they're on Generation Z, uh, essentially. And um, we talk about how millennials and some of these young people today are just very, very different than, uh, than you know, than, than what perhaps a lot of us were in our youth. Uh, it's a very different world. It's a digital age. It is a world that is uh, a lot more dangerous, a lot more toxic, a lot more poisonous. And um, sadly, a lot more kids are prone to indoctrination. Indoctrination by uh, people who do not share the same values that made this country what it was and what it is. And uh, we see it all the time. We see it and we hear it. And we're disgusted by it. We're disappointed by it. We're worried about what our country is going to become. When we hear so many of these kids in such ways, but then you see groups of kids going down to D.C. like this, supporting life, uh, pushing back against the, uh, you know, the pro-abortionists who don't value uh, uh, unborn children. And, and you know that there's hope. It brings you hope. It brings me hope. It makes me feel better about the future, knowing that it is not lost. I know we're still going to be in the minority. I know people like my daughter are going to be in the minority my son, but they're not giving up. They're, they're not just hiding. They're out there pushing back, and, um, and that, gives me, that gives me hope. Um, Amy is in Hudson on AM 1420, The Answer. Amy, good morning. Go right ahead. Good morning. I wasn't going to call, but I have to after I heard your daughter speak. She, is, uh, she was phenomenal, eloquent, and her thoughts, thoughts were wonderful, so deep and philosophical. And she not only hit a home run, she got a grand slam. <laughs> if I'm using it right. But anyway, it was big, better than a home run. It was wonderful. Um, would it be okay if I... I did not mention this to the call screener, but I would like to make a very quick uh, point about Nancy Pelosi. You is certainly may. It's a free-for-all Friday. That means anything you want to say is fine by me, Amy. Go right ahead. Yeah, but I, didn't, I did not clear it with him. But uh, years and years ago, there was uh, some kind of a entertainment where there was a song or a play i think it was called no no nanette well this morning when you were talking i thought of no no nancy no no nancy <laughs> pelosi okay i'm not familiar with that play but i like yeah i like your uh, your twist on it there because that's pretty much what she is she is no no nancy and she wants nothing to do with anything that makes this uh, this country safer as long as it means uh you know that she can score political points against a man she hates and that's what she is all about you bet Thank you so much for letting, you know, Amy, letting me talk. Amy, thank you. Bye. God bless. I appreciate it. And thanks for your comments as well, my daughter. Yeah, I agree. It was more than a home run. It was a grand slam. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was about the best you could do. Um, and I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, BJ is in North Olmstead next on AM 1420, The Answer. Happy Friday, BJ. Go ahead. Your daughter is the likes of what gives me the hope and the optimism for the future. God bless her. God bless thank you, you for having a beautiful daughter like that. 
Thank you. I'm very proud of her, and I agree. It is. It's you know, even if she wasn't my daughter, if I talked to any 17 year old who expressed themselves the way that she just did, I would feel equally hopeful about the future. It's not just uh, the fact that she's my daughter, but we need people like this, and we need more of them like this out there, active and being a part of, uh, you know, protecting the values upon which this country was founded, BJ, and that's the important thing. I think there is an awakening with these young people, and we tend to underestimate that. You know, they're they're exposed to so much more than you were or I was when we were around that age, and 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 they do think things out, and uh, and they are they are a guiding light. After all, they are the future, are they not? Yes, they are. You know, and that's an old song. It's a, that Whitney Houston song. I think it was Whitney Houston who first sang, I believe the children are our future. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's an old thing to say that the children are the future and quite obviously they are. But, but these children today really give us reason to pause and question what kind of future this country has in store for itself. And when you see kids like her and, and her classmates who are there with her today, it makes me believe that the future is not lost yet. There is still a chance to save it and still a chance to pull back from the very dangerous direction that we're heading right now, uh, you know, because of some, you know, the intra- indoctrination and the using that so many people are doing of these young kids today, BJ. And, and we older folks must support them in that direction and that guidance. And, and God bless you, and thank you for letting me speak. Oh, thank you for calling. God bless you for that and the and the, the sentiment there. I completely concur. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, um, the children of this country have always been the future. In the 1940s, they were the future. In the 1960s, they were the future. And with every generation since, you know, I mean, that's just by the nature of the cycle of life. But we always seem to be able to pass down from one generation to the next the values that made us what we are, the shining star um, of of this world, meaning the United States being the, the gold standard of, of nations, the, the most wonderfully developed, um, liberty-embracing, um, compassionate nation in the history of human civilization. That's what this country is. There is a reason we are hated on the world stage. The jealousy and animosity that so many have for us is astounding. There is also a reason why, despite all of our many troubles and problems, People still will die trying to get to this country. And for all of those generations, from 40s to 60s to 80s and on down the line, every, every generation that comes by, you know, we, uh, um, and not that they come every 20 years, I'm just giving the example. We, we talk about how we've been able to pass the values and the virtues um, and, and, and the most important things that make us this, this wonderful shining beacon in this world of oftentimes darkness, we pass them along and the, and our kids raise their kids who raise their kids in the same way to really do that and believe that. And now this is the first time that we are seeing a couple of generations of kids who are being taught something very different than what we have made and what we have, have, have given and bled to protect and handed down through all of these other generations. It's very different now. And so when we say the kids are our future now, it's different than what we used to mean by that because it's a little more dangerous. We're at a tipping point here. And we need young people like those gathered in Washington, D.C. today uh, to really give us a, an opportunity to, to, to secure that future in the way that we want. Um, I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit right now, but it is that important to me. 1031, let's get news. Let's come back. Talk to more uh, more of you. Uh, 216 901 0945, 888 281 1110 on AM 1420 The Answer. They can't take away my dignity. 
social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Does she walk? Does she talk? Does she come complete? 1035, now the Bob France Authority on a free-for-all Friday. Anything you want to talk about is fair game. It is day 28 of the uh, government shutdown, and it's an important day today. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is in Washington, D.C. Why? Because President Trump grounded her like she was his daughter. <laughs> and I don't know why that just struck me that way. But that is exactly what he did. He basically said, Nancy, if you're not going to do your homework, if you're not going to come in here and do the work that you have been, uh, that you are responsible for doing, you're grounded. There were supposed to be other stops. There's a dispute about whether Egypt was on the itinerary or not. Belgium for a stop, at least, where the speaker would be spending taxpayer money on, yes, security, but also hotels, cars, meals, or other lawmakers involved. In fact, there was a bus full of lawmakers, as you noted, headed from the Capitol to Joint Base Andrews in Maryland to meet an Air Force jet to take them overseas. Her spokesman says the speaker wanted to thank our men and women in uniform and obtain critical national security briefings on the front lines, that this was all official. But the president brought that bus to a screeching halt with this letter. Dear Madam Speaker, he wrote, due to the shutdown, You're I'm grounded. sorry to inform you that your trip to Brussels, Egypt, and <laughs> Afghanistan has been postponed. We'll reschedule this seven-day excursion when the shutdown is over. Unless, of course, you wish to fly commercial at your own expense, which that, of course, is your prerogative. <laughs> I just he grounded her like it was his daughter. I'm sorry. I find that hilarious. Uh, that's one of the big stories today. The other one, of course, as uh, I just had the interview with um, uh, my special reporter from Washington, D.C., the March for Life is today. About 100,000 people are expected at the 45th March for Life, one of the highest profile events organized by abortion opponents. Conservative commentator Ben Shapiro is the headline speaker. People will gather on the National Mall and then march up Constitution Avenue to the U.S. Supreme Court. Marchers come out every January, no matter what the weather. It snowed last night in Washington, but today it's warmer with a high in the mid-40s. I love that, by the way. I was really, really worried about that part of this trip for uh, for the kids and for people coming from all over the country to support and defend life, um, that this massive snowstorm that is supposed to be coming really is going to hold off until tomorrow. It's going to be in the 40s, cloudy skies today, and that's just about it. So everybody should have a nice, safe trip to and from Washington, D.C., um, let's go to the phones. As mentioned, uh, you know, first hour we went to Navy Man Norm, and I think we had a problem there with the connection. Let's see if he's working this time around. Navy Man Norm, are you there? Yes, I am, Bob, and I'll tell you what, uh, compared to what I was going to uh, talk to you about the first call, that pales in comparison to what I heard on the radio from your beautiful daughter. And I'll tell you, I don't think I could be more proud of a young lady like that to think that in this cold, in this weather, 17 years old, is out there with thousands of other of our kids, gives, really gives me a pause and hope for our future. And to think that there's a Speaker of the House who calls herself Catholic, but is Catholic in name only, uh, j- just blows me away. But congratulations on having a wonderful daughter. And that starts with the parents, Bob. It starts with the parents. I just wanted to thank you for that. Um, but... Uh, it, 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 well, Norm, that's that's 
that's very nice of you to say, and uh, and and I concur. Not with the parent part. This is not self congratulatory, but about kids like her. And as I said to a previous caller, you know, it's not just that she's my daughter that makes me so hopeful. Um, it's that she is there and that she's seventeen and she's there with a bunch of other kids from her school and schools all across this country that have sent kids there today. That's what gives me hope. Um, you know, whether they're all as eloquent uh, and and as she is, uh, you know, maybe not, but they are all there because of their passion in the cause, for the cause, in the belief in the support of life. And and to your first point, Norm, exactly right. This is the most frustrating thing about this to me. Uh, They're there to send a message to our elected officials. And far too many of our elected officials, like Nancy Pelosi, just plug their ears. She is, as you say, she is proud to call herself Catholic. And despite being rebuked by bishops and I believe even a pope uh, previously, saying that she should not receive communion until she renounces her public support for abortion, um, you know, she continues to ignore all of that and continue to say, continues to, to say that, um, you know, she's practicing Catholic doctrine. That's the frustrating part about it, Norm. She's not practicing Catholic any doctrine any more than Satan is, Bob. <laughs> it's that simple. And you know what? Uh, like I was saying, it, it just gives me hope for the future to think that we still have kids like your daughter that are out there. And, uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's no small ride to Washington and back. And, uh, you know, you see these other kids sitting at their computers playing video games all freaking day. And your daughter put uh, put it on the line, Bob. God bless her, and God bless you. Thank you, Norm. God bless you for the for that as well. Thank you for the call. Uh, I really do appreciate that. Um, you know, this is a tough line for me to walk because you know I could sit here and just do what everybody does. We all love our kids, right? We all love our kids. We all want to brag about our kids' exploits and and accomplishments and so on and so forth. But I'm really not trying to make this about that. I'm trying to walk that line that says, yes, of course, I'm proud of her for being my daughter, but I'm more proud of her for who she is on her own. I'm proud of her for, for feeling the way she does, for acting on it the way she is, for being a part of this. You know, there's an organization that is uh, that exists at um, uh, my daughter's school and my son's school, Leary Catholic High School. Um, that exists in large part because she's there. She is the co-founder of it. It's called the St. Gianna Society. Those who don't know what the St. Gianna Society is, it is a pro-life awareness club. One of her first days at the school, that's the, uh, what she and, uh, and a couple of her friends did. They went to the administration and said, we want to start a chapter of St. Gianna here at the school. We want to raise awareness of this. It matters that much. That, and that's on her own. That's she and her friends on their own. That's what they did, and that is what gives me, um, like I said, so much pride and so much hope for the future. Not that she's mine, but that she is herself and uh, every other kid that's on that bus. And not just from that school, but every other kid that has gone down there today and made that long journey from whatever part of the country in which they live to Washington, D.C. to be a part of this. They are the future that we need to um, embrace. Marilyn is in uh, Sagamore Hills. Uh, thanks for joining us, Marilyn. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning. Good morning. I love your show. I love your comments about Trump. I think he's so awesome right now. But I wanted to comment about uh, Washington. I've gone to the march about 15 times. I couldn't go this year but because of a commitment at home. But um, mm-hmm. hearing about your daughter is so great. And um, when my son was um, a junior in high school, he was at a public school, um, I invited him to go, and he got permission from school to go, uh, and he brought his girlfriend. Well, they thought, oh, cool, you know, we get to be together on the bus and, you know, sleep in the same, you know, area, the seat and stuff. But right. they had such an awakening 
when they got there and to see her face when she saw the billboards, they're very graphic, but this is what happens, you know, with an abortion. And they had broken up after that, but she got pregnant with someone else the year after, and she had the baby. They got married, and I, I, I don't know if that had an effect on her, but I, I don't know. But I just know that they were, like, really stunned when they went. And you the know, mask is the greatest. That mask is, like, unreal. You know, Marilyn, um, you say you don't know if that had an impact on her and her decision on what to do with her life and in that situation. But, uh, you know, from the outside, how can we honestly think that it didn't? How could you go to experience something like that and not have that mean something to you? Um, and, and like you said, you know, the, the images that you're going to see uh, there on posters and other things are graphic, but they have to be, not for shock value, but for educational purposes, that when you decide to do something like that, this is the result. This is what happens. You need to know what is being done to that precious little child inside of you and i can't imagine that it didn't have an impact on her and that's the reason why the march for life goes on 45 or 46 years now i've heard it two different numbers but that's the reason it goes on to have an impact on people who see and hear the truth about what this um, you know barbaric practice really is all about and the more times i went the more young kids were there busloads of kids from from schools it's very uh, encouraging it really is. That's how you change hearts and minds. That's exactly Absolutely. it. And, and the, the speakers who volunteer their time to be there, I mean, my daughter said she wants to hear Alveda King uh, more than the others, but uh, Ben Shapiro. But Vice President Mike Pence, oh. of course, is going to speak tonight at the uh, uh, at the big uh, gala event. Uh, and, and they're all there, you know, sharing the same exact message of just let's defend life. Let's protect those who can't protect themselves. And that, to me, yeah. is, um, is like I said, what uh, had to be redundant, but just gives me hope uh, for the future generations that are going to run this country. Yes, and you don't just see Catholics, you see rabbis, you see all denominations working together. Right. It's really awesome. Yeah. That is a very unique part of this. yeah. Well, Marilyn, I'm so glad, and thank you for the call, and thanks for sharing your experiences there. That was a personal story that you just shared that I thought was wonderful, and I was so glad to hear the way that turned out for the young lady that you mentioned. Um, <laughs> excuse me, but um, that... that um, co-mingling of faiths, if you will, on this day is really, really important, too. I mean, first of all, I'm never surprised to see, you know, Jews and Christians marching together. Um, This is a Judeo-Christian society that we have built for ourselves, but it is not exclusive to them, obviously. And the fact that there are people who believe in the sanctity of life of all faiths who are going to be marching together sets aside any uh, differences that there may be on the basis of religion or ideology. That is a beautiful thing. That really, really is. And again, the redundancy, here we go again. It just gives me a... Because, look, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. What I do for a living, and I've been doing this... uh, I've been in radio now for 21 years. Um, I've been doing news radio and political radio and, and societal radio like this for probably about 15 of them. Yeah, 15 of them. Uh, really starting in about 2003. I can honestly tell you that through these years, I have been beaten down. I have been um, discouraged about the future because of the direction that I see so many things heading. Um, And I talk about it on these airwaves every day. And I'm telling you, when you do it collectively for so long, uh, it can be very discouraging. It can be very defeating. It can be very disappointing. It can be very, 
you know, uh, hurtful, to be honest, when you think about the future that your children and your grandchildren are going to grow up in, uh, you know, the world they're going to grow up in. And I need days like this to keep it going. When you feel defeated, when you feel discouraged, when you feel like that the future is, is lost, that the young people just don't get it, uh, that this weird society that we're building that just completely tears down all of the traditional values and the uh, the norms that have, have made us the, uh, the, 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 the beacon of virtue in this world, um, it, you need days like this. You need to talk to people like that, like my daughter and the people that she was there with. You need to know that there are hundreds of thousands of people going down to say, we do believe in val- and value life. And we push back against uh, you know this progressive um, movement and this effort to destroy the sanctity of life in so many different ways. You need it to kind of just give, get, recharge the battery and make you realize what you're fighting for again. Again, I'm rambling a little bit, and I apologize for that, but uh, that's just that's the way that it is. When you do what I do for a living and you see it all every day, you can't just turn off the news and say, "I'm watching sports today. I'm not doing. I don't care about any of that stuff." I do it every day. I have to care about it so I can talk about it with you, and it does get defeating. After a while, so it's good to have that. Nick Phillips is the host of The Advocate Sundays right here on AM 1420, The Answer, and he's also a caller to the Bob France Authority. Now, hi, Nick. Hey, good morning. How are you, Bob? Wonderful, my friend. How are you? Good, good. Hey, listening to your show and listening to your wonderful daughter, and uh, I I think it's fantastic. Uh, uh, Something people haven't spoken about yet, and, and it's what I heard in your voice and in her voice the tightness and closeness of your family. And uh, I, I think that it was wonderful that she came on and she's helping Dad out, but also, like other young people, too few of them, stepping out and actually getting engaged in political issues and actually taking action. Uh, I, I think that's so wonderful, and that breathes hope for all of us that in the future generations we're going to have people willing to go up and stand up for what they're, they're interested in, what they believe in. So I think that's all in the story that I heard this morning listening to your daughter talk and listening to you ask your questions. Great that you interviewed her. Well, thank you, Nick. I, and that, that was exactly the message I was trying to convey. You know, I wanted somebody to speak from the March for Life because it is so important. And, of course, my daughter is right there, so who better? <laughs> Excuse me. And, again, I'm just glad that people know, like I said, she's a 17-year-old senior. Um, and, and this is an example of what we do have in the future. This is, this is you know, one of the future leaders of this country. Um, and that they, there is hope, they're, that they're not all lost to video gaming and the, uh, some of the other decaying of society that we see too many of our young people wrapped up in. Uh, there is hope out there, so that what I was try- that's exactly what I was trying to convey. Well, that's exactly what came across, and not only what she was saying and you were saying, but even you know between the lines, we're able to pick that pick that up and uh, and, and run with it. But uh, hey, for this Sunday on the Advocate, I get yes, to uh, interview. I get to interview one of my favorite persons. His name is Bob France, uh, who's not uh, <laughs> usually on that side of the microphone uh, being interviewed. So. Well, you know what? That's uh, you know we've done this at least once a year for the last few years, and uh, and I've always appreciated yeah. when you invite me on because it's fun. It's fun to talk about what I do and what we do, and uh, you know what uh, you know what twenty nineteen holds for all. Of it. I'm really looking forward to it, Nick. Just go easy on me. Well, very good. Well, it's so wonderful. No, because what happens is that we listen to you, and it's unusual to have the opportunity to have someone ask you about Bob France. So. I know this past year you've been doing some national shows for Hugh Hewitt and, and those guys, and uh, so we get to hear you around the country at different times of, of the day. And uh, so I, I think it's great to hear your side as to how did this happen and how do you prepare for the show and how do you rate Ohio people 
uh, to the rest of the country when you're going from thousands of listeners locally here to millions of listeners nationally. So, you know, we're very proud of you, Bob. And so I get to go back. I get to go back into my old career as a teacher and get out there the red pen and grade. I get to grade Ohioans versus... Uh, yes, versus... you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, well, I'm really looking forward I to mean, it. Remember old Tim Russert said, Ohio, 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 back years ago. And, uh, and Ohio is you know, the, the heartland of the country and, and all the people here. As I always say, those of us here in the Cleveland area, those of us in Ohio... Uh, are here because we choose to be. You know, we all could have moved down to Florida or moved to California or somewhere. But, uh, you know, Ohio's the place to be, and, and uh, you're, you measure our heartbeat every day, which is Well, you know, you know what, as, as, a, as a witness to that, Nick Phillips of The Advocate, uh, this Sunday on uh, AM 1420, The Answer, as a witness to that, I did move out of Ohio. I went to California, where, I, where my wife gave birth to our beautiful daughter, and then I went to Florida, where she gave birth to my beautiful son. But where did we end up? We always, people from Ohio always end up coming back home. Or not always, obviously, but that is a, that is a very familiar story, because once you are in, you know, from Ohio, there's something about it that you realize you can't get anywhere else. And so we, uh, we found our oh, way back home, you. as so many others do. I, I hear you. And although my, my uh, sanity was questioned when my son was born in Hawaii and we moved from Hawaii back to Ohio. But, <laughs> my kids, uh, my kids both do the same thing. And, and about this time of year, Nick, every winter, my daughter says to me, Dad, I was born in California and you brought me back to this. And my son says, Dad, I was born in Orlando and you brought me back to this. Why in the world aren't we living in one of the two warm weather states and we're sitting here freezing in the middle of Northeast Ohio? But that's only for the period of time in the winter and that's how it goes. Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Nick, I'm really looking forward to talking to you on Sunday. Thank you so much, Bob. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You got it, my friend. God bless. It's 1053, final segment coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. Just one problem spot this time around is 77 northbound after Fleet. It's been moved to the right-hand shoulder. Other than that, we are accident and slowdown free. This update being brought to us by Quicken Loans Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Visit rocketmortgage.com today. Licensed in all 50 states. Equal housing lender. NMLS number 3030. Josh Booth, AM 1420, The Anthem. Final segment of the Bob France Authority, 1056. Mike Gallagher coming your way after the top of the hour, obviously. <clears throat> Looking forward to uh, listening to Mike and then Dennis Prager. Uh, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, J. Secular Larry Elder, stay here if you're looking for the best in complete uh, conservative news coverage free of buffoonery and uh, uh, the insanity that you are going to get in other places. I want to uh, kind of wrap up today with just a little bit of uh, what we ta- what we had uh, earlier in the program. At the top of the last hour, we talked with a special guest reporter from Washington, D.C., who is there for the March for Life. Uh, today, the 46th annual March for Life. It's always held on or about uh, the anniversary of the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion, and there are hundreds of thousands <clears throat> of Americans, including a lot of students, who are there in Washington, D.C. today to say no more. Yeah, well, we got here at about 3 a.m., so that was really exciting. Um, so we all kind of had a stop, quick stop for breakfast, able to stretch our legs. We've been on this bus for the past six hours or so, 
And um, when we finally got to the Basilica, any kind of sleepy eyes or anyone being tired kind of completely flushed away. Everyone was just uh, mesmerized by the beauty of this church. It was incredible. And walking into uh, the church with so many other people, it was overwhelming, but it was really, truly amazing. to see. There were so many people that the, uh, the pews could not even fill. There were people kneeling on the floor. There were people backs against the walls. It's all coming to support this cause. And that was something that was really humbling to be part of because you know you're part of something that's so much bigger than yourself. And that was something that I was really proud to be a part of today. And now we are currently on the bus, like you said, um, to go down to that march right now. So everyone is really excited here on this bus. That's why it's probably pretty loud, because everyone can't wait to get down there and start the march. That was our special guest reporter from Washington, D.C. in the March for Life, a 17-year-old high school senior named Jaden France, who happens to be my daughter and I thought represented herself and her school and all of the marchers there extraordinarily well. Uh, I said uh, to her at the end of that conversation... <clears throat> that we would pray for her and for all of them, for their safety. Um, I hope you'll join me in doing that uh, today at some point. Um, what they're doing is obviously very brave. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of uh, willpower to go down there, knowing there are going to be counter-protesters there, knowing there are going to be sometimes extremists um, who don't have the best interest of free-spirited debate um, at heart. And so I hope you join in, join me in praying for the safety and security and for the minds and the hearts of uh, all of those at the uh, March for Life today. I hope they are successful in um, in their endeavors. That's it. That's all we got. Uh, stay where you are. Mike Gallagher is coming up next. On Monday, we'll look back at this and hopefully find out that there is a, an end to the shutdown uh, somewhere in our near future. We'll talk to you on Monday on AM 1420 Enjoy The Answer. The Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 